again, thanks Lee and, and Will for leading us this morning. Thanks for Michelle. She's up in the booth. And uh, again, like I said, lots of other folks that are helping uh, make this possible this morning. Uh, so glad to be with you. So glad that we're able to continue to worship together this morning, even under uh, different circumstances. Uh, it is a joy and a blessing. And so um, again, thank you. I want to start the, this morning with a question. I want to throw it out to you and, and pose it in the way that it was posed uh, to me and to a group of us uh, almost a year ago. The question is this, is it better to give or to receive? Think about that for just a second. Is it better to give or to receive? Now, this was the question that was posed to our staff and some of our uh, leaders on our leadership teams when we met with our friends at Generous Church back in March of 2021. And they, they divided us up into two teams and they had us debate this question. Uh, is it better to give or to receive? Now, uh, I was the spokesman for my team, which was the team that, that was team give. We were tasked with um, saying why it's better to give. And then uh, Michelle, Michelle Holtzclaw, family ministry director, who was up here earlier, if you don't know who she is, which most of you probably do, she was uh, the, the spokesperson for the other team team receive. So her goal was to, her team's goal was to tell us why it's better to receive. And so I don't know if you, if you know this about Michelle or not, but, but she's pretty competitive, right? Um, and believe it or not, I'm a little competitive too. So I don't know if those were the best people that they could have had to come forward and, and be the spokesperson for those teams. But, but here's what happened that day. Michelle started the debate. Uh, she did such a great job advocating for why it's better to receive. She talked about so many places in, in the story of God where we, we receive uh, the Holy Spirit, right? We receive the love of God. She did a great job uh, debating and, and advocating that position. So she started the conversation and, and, and I ended the debate uh, with, with my words that I shared. Of course, I, I referenced the passage where Jesus says it's more blessed to, uh, to give than to receive. And I, I kind of threw out that that bumper, stater, bumper sticker statement, right? God said it, I believe it, that settles it. And I dropped the mic or the pencil that I had in my hand as a gesture of that. And, uh, and that was the end. And, and there's still some debate about that debate over who won that particular competition or conversation, but, but that's not the point of the story today. The point of the story is this. Uh, I reflected on that question for a long time after that. Is it better to give or to receive? And, and in light of what we talked about that day, I realized that we were both right. In fact, the answer to the question, is it better to give or receive, I believe is actually yes. It's both. The ideal situation is, is where giving and receiving both take priority, where, where they actually uh, create a, a situation where they're mutually beneficial and, and they're a source of mutual blessing, where there's giving and receiving. And, and the more I thought about it, the more I realized that there's a word in the English language that embodies the best of both giving and receiving. Do you know what that word is? Sharing. As in sharing life together in Christ. It's right there in the, the foundation verse that we've been using as our, our vision statement for our church and for uh, our God's guidance for us as individuals and as a church. First Thessalonians 
chapter 2, verse 8 says, Because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. I want, I want to unpack that just a little bit this morning, and I want to share with you why I think it's so important, uh, not just for our life together here at the church, but for our individual lives as well. This one word, sharing. Last week, I talked with you about how one word has the power to change your life. I talked about uh, one of my favorite books and one of my favorite topics, one word that will change your life. There's, there's so much power packed in this skinny little book, but the power is not really in this book, but really how it, how it points us to this book, to God's word, right? We talked about last week how the flowers uh, wither and the, the grass fades, but the word of God endures. And so this is a, just a, it points us to this three-step process of, of discernment, of listening to God's word and God's spirit. The three steps are look in, look up, and look out. I gave out a few books last week for some of you that wanted them. We had a great session Wednesday night uh, about one word. We're going to have another one this week where we create our one words and canvases and things like that. So would love for you to join us on Wednesday night if your schedule permits and the weather permits. But this morning, I want to focus specifically on that one word, sharing. Uh, last week, I shared with you my one word, my personal one word for the year, and it's the word hold. And it comes from God's word, Colossians 1.17. I shared with you just real honestly how I have this tendency to, to feel like I have to hold it all together as my by myself, right? I have to hold it all together as a pastor and as a, a parent and as a person, a, a husband and a son and, and all the many different roles that I play in life. I always feel like I'm the one that has to hold it all together. But God's word has been transforming my perspective and my path by reminding me that Jesus is before all things and in him all things hold together. And so that's how God's word is, is transforming me right now. But I also shared with, with you last week what I thought our one word for a church would be. And it's this word sharing from 1 Thessalonians 2.8. I said I'd share a little bit more about it next week. And so I want to do that today for just a few minutes. I shared last week that our staff got together and, and talked about how we felt like God was leading us in this new year, 2022. And the two questions that we asked when we were together were, were what are the big rocks that we want to focus on this year in the new year for, for 2022? And what are some ways that we can, we can build on those big rocks? So there were three big rocks that, that came from that conversation and three specific things that we want to focus on this year as individuals and as a church. And they all have to do with this idea of sharing. So here are the three big rocks for this year that and the three main ways that we want to use those big rocks as building blocks for our lives and for our lives together in 2022 as an expression of God's vision and guidance for our lives. Three of them. They're, they're in your sermon notes if, in, in the Church Center app if you want to get them and, and keep them or if you want to write them down. But here they are, the three big rocks for us this year that have to do with sharing. Sharing meals, sharing ministry, and sharing me. I want to unpack those a little bit this morning but, uh, and over the next few weeks. But the one that I want to focus on specifically this morning is the first one. I want to unpack this idea of what it looks like uh, for us to practice sharing 
meals as an expression of us sharing life together in Christ. So much of our lives is lived and is shared around meals. Think about how much of our lives are shared around a table. In the New Testament book of Acts, we find this powerful picture of of sharing life together in Christ. Acts chapter 2, starting with verse 42, it says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. And then a few verses later, we get... We get a picture of the power of what happens when we share life together, not just here in the sanctuary, but but around the table with one another, sharing life and, and sharing meals. Listen to verse 46. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread together in their homes, and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Think about Think about the giving and receiving, the the give and take that typically takes place around a table. Maybe that's why we refer to it as as sharing a meal. Although we we don't practice we practice the idea of sharing a meal. Uh, sharing a meal is about so much more than simply sharing food or sharing space. I think one of the things that we've lost as a culture maybe is this sense of sharing a meal as as being sacred space think about that for just a minute when when we share a meal we share a whole lot more than food we share we share stories we share jokes we share hopes and dreams hurts and hang-ups cares and concerns that's why i think sharing meals is is foundational to life and and foundational to this idea of sharing life together in christ I know for me, some of my uh, most personal experiences of connection and transformation have taken place around a table. They've involved sharing meals with with people. I think about some of my closest relationships in in, in my family, my my relationship with with Abby, how our first date, our engagement, it all took place around a table. I think about my kiddos and and how daddy-daughter dates and and father-son board games take place around a table. And and when we're not spending time around a table, then then that then sometimes we we uh, we know that we need to be more connected. It's true not just in those relationships, but then our our close relationships uh, in our family, but also with our church family. Right uh, at church, some of our most significant bonding moments. As, as a staff and as a congregation uh, and as a church have happened when we sit around a table and, and often it's most transformational and, and most fun when those interactions involve sharing meals, right? Uh, again, we, that's something that we've had to pivot over the last year or two. We haven't been able to do that in the way that uh, we used to. And, and yet we've still found ways to do that, honoring others and, and, and being sensitive to, to, to safety and things like that. Uh, a couple of my greatest uh, celebration stories from this last year uh, have to do with us sharing meals together as a church family. Some of you will remember in October, we had a, a celebration Sunday and we did what we called a together tailgate. Folks brought uh, their tailgate tents and their camp chairs and their games and and uh, just as importantly, they brought their grills and their crock pots and their Tupperwares full of of food and we had great worship and prayer and and conversations that day and and teaching and and music but it was the breaking of bread it was the sharing of meals that that created such a a special 
connection. It made it such a special day, and it's why I remember it to this day. What about you? Another memory that I had was in December, we had a, a smaller event where some of our staff invited their ministry teams to, to the church to go caroling with us. And, and as a way to say thank you to them for serving, uh, some of us as a staff served those, those volunteers a meal. It was a, a special collection of soups and, and chilies and, and cookies and snacks that the staff had personally prepared. And again, there was lots of prayer and there was lots of praising and it was a special night, but, but it was the breaking of bread. It was the focus on sharing meals that made such a special connection and made it such a special celebration. It's why that sticks out in my mind to this very day. Maybe you have other memories of that over this past year and, and in years past. And maybe you have some ideas for what that might look like in the days ahead. You know, whether we realize it or not, whether we acknowledge it or not, this happens all the time on an individual basis and, and as a group as we break bread together around a table with people in our lives. It could be coffee with a coworker or lunch with a friend or, or a family member, a conversation around the, the dinner table with our kids or, or again, something that happens here at church. Even if the conversations aren't overtly spiritual it's it's the connection that pro provides a context for us to grow in our relationships with others and if we're intentional our relationship with God so the question that I want to lift up for us today as individuals and as a church is this how can we leverage those times around the table to grow in our relationships with God and others in 2022 Maybe it looks like creating opportunities for us to share meals together as a congregation or with congregation members. Maybe it looks like encouraging one another to invite people into their lives, not just to church, but, but to the table. One of my favorite authors is uh, Henry Nowen, and he has this great quote that I want to read for you today. He says, the church is not an institution forcing us to follow its rules. It's a community of people inviting us to still our hunger and thirst at its tables. I love the, the picture of, of connection and, and collaboration and, and commission and celebration that, that that quote stirs up in me. Maybe it does for you too. Whatever it looks like, my, my point is that my hope for me and my family and for our church family is that we'll make sharing meals a primary focus in this new year that as an expression of, of sharing life together in Christ. So to help get us started on this journey of sharing today, I've got three questions that I wanna leave with you. I would love for you to think about these and pray about them today and tomorrow and in the days ahead. Uh, maybe as you do your daily devotions and maybe you wanna follow along with the, the scriptures that I've laid, I've laid out this week that have to do with this idea in the sermon notes, whatever that looks like, I, I wanna invite you to think and pray and consider these three questions. Number one is this, who are you spending time with around the table? The second one is, with whom might God be nudging you to share a meal? And then finally, how might God want to use sharing meals as an opportunity for us to share life together in Christ? And again, I acknowledge how difficult that is right now 
uh, today with the weather and, and just the season of life we're in with COVID. Of course, we want to be uh, safe and, and honor others. So maybe we just need to, to be praying and, and have patience and, and, and courage to respond when, when God tugs at our hearts to, to reach out to someone, to share life with others. Maybe it's, maybe it's doing another tail, together tailgate this year. Maybe it's having another caroling celebration next Christmas. Maybe it's continuing to create opportunities for small groups to meet around the table and to share life together. Maybe it's continuing to deliver and fill fuel bags as an expression of sharing meals with families in need in our community. Maybe it's creating opportunities for for you to share a meal with someone in our congregation that you don't know well, maybe somebody that's not in your group. Maybe it's inviting someone over to dinner, or maybe it's simply being intentional about inviting your family to the dinner table at night. Maybe it's changing the conversation at lunch, or maybe it's offering to buy lunch for a friend. Maybe it's offering to take someone a meal, or maybe it's allowing someone else to bring you meal if you're sick or or struggling. Remember, the answer to the question, is it better to, to give or to receive, is yes. The ideal situation is sharing. It's a situation where giving and receiving both take priority, where they're mutually beneficial, where they're a source of mutual blessing, the kind of blessing that that I love to leave you with every Sunday, the blessing that's only available by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. I believe that that is what sharing life together is all about. If you really think about it, that's what life is all about. It's about how our hearts and our relationships with others are transformed by our relationship with God. That's the gift of God's grace that's ours in Jesus Christ. That's why Jesus came to us to be one of us, to help heal our lives and to heal this hurting world. It's, it's what hurting people in this hurting world desperately needs. And so if that's true, then, then that's something that we need to be sharing. Amen? If that's true, then, then as followers of Christ, that's what we need to be doing. No matter what the cost. I was reminded this week that Jesus was criticized most by the Pharisees. You remember what it was for? It was for welcoming and eating with sinners. So as followers of Christ, as, as the church of Jesus Christ, maybe we need to be willing to, to focus beyond ourselves, beyond our immediate circle of friends, beyond even our church building, to give what we've received from God in Jesus' name to others in and through the power of the Holy Spirit. Friends, I believe that if we're willing to do that, if we're willing to receive God's New Year's revelation and, and direction for our lives and our life together, if we're willing to, to give God our attention and our affection and our direction towards this idea of, 
of sharing in 2022, I truly believe that God is going to do great things in us and through us, in our lives, in our families, in our church family, in our community. Who knows what God can do as we seek to live out and live into this vision that God has given us of sharing life together in Christ. That's what I'm praying for you and for me and for us right here at the beginning of this new year. Will you join me in praying for that? Let's pray for that right now. God, I thank you so much for, for your presence and provision and power in our lives. I thank you for your word, Lord, that was spoken and still speaks to us. I thank you for the word made flesh and dwelled among us, for your son Jesus who came and lived and died and rose again so that we might be with you and with one another forever, that we might have life abundant and eternal in and through him. So God, as your people called to your purpose, Lord, help us to follow his lead, to share life together in him, to share life with others through him by sharing the, your love and your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit working in us and through us. God, whatever that looks like, Lord, speak to our hearts today how we might share not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. Lord, speak to us and speak through us so that our lives and our church might bear fruit for your kingdom. For it's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Lee and Will are gonna lead us in one closing song. And as they do, I invite you to maybe stand if you're able, wherever you are today. As a, as a sign of, of responding to God's word and God's spirit today. As we sing these words, I wanna invite you to, to open your hearts, to give God your prayers and to receive whatever it is that God might wanna speak to your heart today. With these last few minutes that we have together this morning, let's give our affection and our attention to him in worship. Amen, amen.